Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear us Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Portions of this show have been pre-recorded. Uh, yeah, it's a podcast rebroadcast. All of it is pre-recorded. You big dummy! Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Well, I got I think I'm going to start off the broadcast today by actually making kind of a uh, a couple of corrections maybe, I think. I don't know because uh, oh, me make a mistake. Uh-oh. What, Are you self-correcting? Uh, what the hellman's mayonnaise am I talking about? <laughs> I'll tell everybody right now as we creep in. And something else that I wanted to mention over and over for the past two weeks that happened to me, my little incident with my car. That oh. I, didn't go, I never went in. I kept teasing it, and I never went into detail about it. There's been some movement on it now, and I'll, 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 hit, I'll hit on that, too. Uh, hey, it's BK on the air. How you doing out there? we got to get to the program intro here because I always do something else first. Alan Sanders is here with me as usual. And with us in the studio again this Saturday is Take a Chance. Bartell is here. Hello. Cousins, what's, what's happening? We are we are like nostalgic cousins, and but we're the cousins that you don't want to not see at the reunion. We're the cousins you're like I gotta go see the cool cousin. He's gonna be there, and if that's me and you. Oh. If I come to the reunion and you're there, then I'm happy. That's kind of cool. It's like that crazy uncle too you got that you don't want to tell anybody about. Oh, that's Uncle. Uh, that's Uncle George over there. He's the one that sits in the in the corner talking about acorns and squirrels being slow. I am a crazy or, uncle. Or stupid. <laughs> I'm an uncle. Too. I'm a grand uncle too. I got my my nephew has two kids. So I'm gonna. I'm a grand. They say great uncle. I'm like, no, I like to say grand uncle. It sounds better. Gives me more kingly presence. I'm the grand uncle. Hello. I'll okay. teach you how to skip rocks <laughs> across the water and throw Coke bottles out of the window while you're going down the road and hit mailboxes. No, don't do that. I did that as a kid, but don't, I don't want you doing it. So, <laughs> no, I got to. I got to make a correction. Last, and if it was podcast you're listening to, it was the last podcast. But it was last <laughs> week on the program. We were talking about the. Remember when we started talking about COVID and how how masks protect you COVID about as good as underwear does a, a, right. a passing gas. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, uh, oh, you know, I have underwear on, but I just uh, pass gas, and there's an aroma in the air. And, mm-hmm. you're, and you're like, aroma, that, that means it's pleasant. Right. I'm like, no, good. aroma just means a smell. Actually, I was wrong. <laughs> I was listening to the show while I was editing it. I'm like, let me look up the aroma dictionary meaning. And I'm like, uh, smell, olfactory, uh, associated with pleasant smells. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so either I was wrong or I enjoy the smell of, of gas <laughs> coming out of somebody. So I'm going to say that I was wrong. Oh, you I, do? I, just I a second. I, I, so. I, I, hold on. Yeah, no, wait. I, I don't enjoy those aromas <laughs> right odors and neither do i that's what i meant let's be so, clear let's be clear that i don't like that so okay so i was wrong about that i was wrong big surprise wrong again 
I'm wrong daily. A lot of people are like, I was wrong last week about something. I'm like, are you kidding? When were you wrong last? Well, what time is it? <laughs> I was wrong like last hour about something wrong. So, hey, I'm not a news show. News have to, news people have to be, well, the old news days. You have to be right doing the news and be correct and being like the, 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 the Bartos morning news that we hear and stuff like But I'm just a goofy talk show host. I'm not a journalist. Thank goodness. Or I never would tell the truth. Well, you know, if you play one on the radio. The, there is an argument that, so. to be made that maybe you are. <laughs> maybe I am. You're right. Because I embellish quite a bit. You probably I know mean, more than most real journal- journalists. journalists. Right. But yeah, so I screwed up doing that too. But I kept talking the last two shows about something that happened with my vehicle. And I'll hit on it real quick. I was parked somewhere in Atlanta. Couple, it was the Friday before Memorial Day. And the place that I was visiting, they have a regular, I do some contract work for them, and they do a, they have a regular UP, uh, UPS driver that comes by to, to make a delivery stuff and pick up stuff. Well, this day was not the regular guy. He was a different driver than they usually have. So I parked my car, and I noticed a big UPS truck right beside me. Well, when I, when I was inside the building, I heard this, oh, this, this little noise, oh, no. like something, had, you know, kind of like sometimes when they, have you ever heard the trucks with the dumpster and they'll set them down empty? Sure. It's that clangy noise. It wasn't quite that loud, but it was something metal sounding. So I'm like, what was that? So it took me about 30 seconds just to walk out the back bay door and down the stairs. Oh, no. And I saw, I'm like, well, what's going on here? And I happened to notice my car was, was parked, and I saw red plastic on the ground beside the back corner of my car. I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, what's my reflector? My little reflector that's down on the bumper. And I'm like, oh, no. And I look I'm like, oh, my whole corner, the, the, the driver's side corner of the rear is bashed in. What? So I looked around just as minute, just the second I got out, I saw the UPS car rounding the corner and leaving the back parking lot. It was a hit and run? Well, I, I didn't see it happen, but that's what that was the only other vehicle out there with mine at the time that was that was mobile and leaving and just parked right beside me. So he's leaving. He's, he's driving off. I'm like, well, there goes the UPS guy. And I'm looking. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's, he's just left. It took me like 30 seconds to get out here, and he's he's speeding off, and the scuff on my on my vehicle is brown, the the paint residue is brown. So hey, what can brown do for you? <laughs> That's the color of every one of their vehicles. So as Mr. Spock would say, there are two possibilities. One, he hit my car and didn't know it because his truck is so big and the bumpers are so big on their car. And number two, he hit it and knew he did and left. Well, number one, I was thinking. And, and uh, well, either Mrs. way, he hit it. Right, Mrs. BK. Well, Mrs. BK gave him the benefit of the doubt. She's such a nice girl. She's a nice lady, and she's a school teacher. She's like, could he have hit it and not known it? Maybe because he's such a big truck. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But if you look at the damage, even in that, tra- it's not a tractor trailer. It's just one of those boxy vans that they drive. Right. Even if he'd hit it driving that vehicle and didn't notice it, he still doesn't need to be driving. Because I'm like, if you didn't feel that. You're going to run over a a, a, a a guy one day and go, oh, what was that? I don't know. Was that something? I don't know if I hit anything or not. If you're not cognizant of hitting something like that, you don't need to be on the road. So long story short, I made a report with the local police department and put it in their hands. And we have – the only way we know, we have a description of the driver because he's not our regular driver. We don't know his name. I had a description of him, pretty, pretty detailed description, and um, – the tracking number of the package that he delivered. <laughs> so there's the best way to track him down right there because they're going to be able to say, oh, that uh, that guy was this guy driving that day from that tracking number. So it's all in their hands. It's 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 in their hands. UPS is now aware of it because well, you hear what I had to go through to let them know about it because if you ever try to get a hold of any of these big companies on a phone, it's darn near impossible to talk to a person. Oh, yeah. you got to go through the uh, – all they want to hear is a, it's a recording automated thing. of they, they think you have a problem with the package, and that's all you're – I'm like, I don't want to report that. Every time he'd say, please state your nature of your call. Uh, wreck with a UPS driver. 
I don't understand that. Please say it again. <laughs> Auto vehicle accident. Emergency. I don't understand that. I was stuck in that for a loop for 20 minutes trying to get through with that. So where did that, where did I get their attention? Social media. I went on Facebook, and every post on their page that had something that had nothing to do with anything I wanted to talk to, I just cut and paste. I posted, hey, I had a, a, your, one of your drivers hit my vehicle and left the scene in Norcross, Georgia, near Atlanta. Someone needs to get in contact with me. It's it's impossible to get a hold of you on the phone. And I put that ten times in their posts right down the front of their page there, two or three places. Brilliant. And then I sent a private message to them on Facebook. Within an hour, I had someone te- uh, sending me a message back. Oh, we're so sorry that happened. I'm like... Great. That's what it takes to get a hold of somebody. And I'm not. And it's nothing against them. I'm just saying that's what happened. Doesn't even mean to be a UPS anything against them rant or anything like that. But hey, it happened, and I'm just talking about it. So it, it, it upset me. It's a newer car too, and I hate mm-hmm. that. You know. You'd expect that from the United States Postal Service, not UPS. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I was saying about there. Right? You're right. <laughs> Come on, don't act like USPS. <laughs> They're a government organization. Speaking on there, the rant, that rant is done, I'm, I promise. I may mention it again later on, but uh, maybe I feel better. And I got more sleep last night, too, so it's going to be fun today. Speaking Yay. on there, we're going to have a lot of fun. Stand by for more. If you like pizza made the real Italian way with bubbly cheese, tangy seasonings, pure ingredients, you'll say our pizza is the Mosta. Try some now at the Refreshment Center. And now it's time for Reflections with Brother Gold. And now, a composition by Styx. Give me a job. Give me security. Give me a chance to survive. I'm just a person in the unemployment line. But I got the power and I got the will. I'm not a charity case. I say long nights be just what I am. Make me an offer that I can't refuse. This is my last time in the unemployment line. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. You're listening to BK on the Air. Now back to a guy who put me through a lot of pain in childbirth. I'm his mother. I should know. But I love him anyway. It's BK on the Air. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. In 1969, a unique action adventure hit the airwaves called Kung Fu, which blended the classic television western drama with martial arts action. The show ran on NBC from 1972 to 75 for 63 episodes. According to creator Ed Spielman, after passing on Bruce Lee for the lead role, which is a whole nother episode, actor David Carradine was suggested. Although reluctant about his difficult reputation, as soon as they heard him read for the role, they knew they had their man. But one small problem was that Carradine had absolutely zero martial arts experience. Fortunately, he had been trained in the art of dance, which came in handy, or should I say footy, during his initial interview. According to the star, he used his best Gene Kelly move to leave his bare footprint above the door of the casting office on his way out. Carradine later humorously speculated that must have impressed them because they never cleaned off the footprint during the entire run of the show. With his keen agility and the help of his martial arts advisor David Chow and Cam Ewan, as well as some slow motion editing, Carradine was able to portray a kung fu master. Rounding out the cast was Key Luke as Master Poe and Philip Ahn 
Khan as Master Khan. And utilizing actual teachings from the Tao Te Ching, this classic TV show wasn't just entertaining, but quite possibly a source of enlightenment. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the golden rage of TV. And now back to BK on the Air. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the Air. Thank you, Pat, for that trip into the golden rage of TV. I do want to tell everybody about something going on today, June 12th. Today is June the 12th, and it's National Record Store Day. And I think all of us here in the studio, let's talk about some albums later on today, because, you know, we all bought record albums and vinyl back in the day when we were growing up. They're buying it now just out of novelty, but uh, I think it's cool that it's still around. I want to tell you about the Rockin' Shot right down the road here, right down the few doors from us here on Wall Street, downtown Cartersville. It's an event. To celebrate uh, independent record stores around the world, it, it will feature hundreds of titles available only to approved independent record stores like Rock and Shop right here in Cartersville. Many of these many of these titles have never been issued or even have been out of print for years, uh, just where you couldn't even get them before. Rock and Shop, they're open today from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, they're going to include live music today for Record Store Day outside from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., featuring the local band Shaggy Bottom as part of the Sidewalk Series by the Century Bank. Another record store day will be held on July the 17th across the world later this year. So that's cool. Get on down here downtown. If you haven't got enough reason to come to downtown with the farmer's market, all the shops down here, the train that you can watch go through and blow his horn and avoid for a while and, and just look at it and cover your ears up because he's so darn loud and come down to Rocket Shop. There's so many reasons to come downtown to Cartersville Hill to look at stuff. And, heck, you can even walk by the station in here and look, us, look at us in here through the window and make faces and stuff like that and try to distract us. And it's hard. I'm telling you right now. We're paid professionals. It's hard to mess us up. No, it's not. It's really easy. <laughs> especially that, if you're, that actually adds to the value of the show. Especially if you're waving food in the air. Like, <laughs> hey, look, I got some. I got a hamburger. I got some cinnamon buns for you. Oh, or buns. What, when buns when our you. when our <laughs> anonymous friends out there send treats, those are always good days here. Treats are great, man. I love I love getting treats. And sometimes my wife. Well, that's the moment she picks to listen. She's like, "Did you did you eat a cinnamon bun? Yeah, that's great. Like, did I say that out loud? And she's like, "Well, I heard you talk about it." See, Alan's wife is a personal trainer. And I'm like, oh, see, Lord. our wives only listen to us on the radio when it's the most inappropriate time to listen. It's their superpower. Yeah, they can. Ah. We can go for weeks and not say a word that incriminates us or say anything about them. But the moment we even even before we start to say it, there are already turning it on listening to it going i need to listen to bk today let's listen to my husband and see what he's talking about it's and been be a like, while hey you know what happened to my wife last night <laughs> she dropped a cake and it fell all over the floor and it was there oh you heard that sorry <laughs> or there, i'm talking about the eye so, candy walking by <laughs> yeah right there have that, been times yeah. i'm in mid-conversation and you hear my phone go <laughs> i'm like Who's well, texting you, me? Like, oh, you know what's not me texting you. And I look down, <laughs> and you know how like the preview window will show you some of the <laughs> yeah, text. Yeah, and it's like stop talking. Right. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, I'm in the middle of talking, and I get a <laughs> stop talking. You know, you know, you can put a picture of who's calling you on your iPhone. You can personalize the photo who you're getting a text from mm -hmm. or photo just for just for fun of it. One time, I put like when she would call me or text me, a symbol of like a skull and crossbones would come <laughs> up, like an iodine bottle warning. Mm -hmm. And and she didn't see it for a while. She's like, she's like, I. You got a skull and crossbones on your phone, I'm like honey. It's a joke. It's not. I took it off. <laughs> it's it was up there it's just funny, right? It, you know, <laughs> right? It's funny to me. For like, for like, no, you're right. Me. I uh, I should. So, let's get into this. I'll go clean the floor. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy. Loki premiered this week on Disney Plus, the newest Marvel show. And you know the first thing that, about it that I'm happy about? What's that? Because it's coming on on Wednesdays, and I can re watch it and review it before I do the show Saturday. Yeah. When they come out on Fridays, I can't always so see those shows on Friday. So I have to like wait a week before I can even talk about it or not spoil anything from someone else. But yes, Loki, the newest Marvel offering on Disney Plus, did open. Uh, did open. It's a, well, it is like a movie. It premiered on this past Wednesday. 
on Disney Plus. And and uh, let me just say this off the bat. I'm I'm in. I'm hooked because <laughs> I thought just I liked it. Now after st- we'll get into what we thought about it too. After stealing the Tesseract during the events of Avengers Endgame, which came out in 2019, as we forget the date, an alternate version of Loki is brought to the mysterious Time Variance Authority. That's the TVA in Alabama. That was the Tennessee Valley Authority that we call the TVA, a bureaucratic organization that exists outside of time and space and monitors the timeline. They give Loki a choice: face being erased from existence due to being a what they call a time variant or help fix the timeline and stop a greater threat i have an idea who the greater threat is just from reading comic books so i have a i have a theory i don't know what yours is chance because i know you read them too i have zero loki yeah <laughs> so it'll just be a surprise alan which is like, which is really what? great hey when the, the dog i thing. never read the eternals so when the eternals comes out i only know just a tiny bit about them the jack kirby comic book i'm going to be watching it cold because i never collected the comics so i don't know really what they're about the comics weren't very good loki ends up trapped in his own crime thriller travel it's going he's going to be traveling through time and altering human history and it debuted june the 9th which is just this past uh wednesday and it's going to be six episodes which is about the, the only six, so they're getting yeah, shorter with only each six. Yeah, there are like division goes nine. They're all kind of long movies, you know, but but they're in shown in episodic form. Now, in February 2021, I don't know if you guys remember this, the documentary series Marvel Studios Assembled came out on on uh, uh, Disney Plus, and it's really cool. If you haven't seen the ones that are out already, it's great. It's a documentary about the making of these things. The specials go behind the scenes of the making of the MCU films and the TV series too, with cast members and additional creative stuff. A special Loki one is intended to release on Disney. Plus, once the series is over, we'll get a Loki documentary, which is the best time for it to come out. Because don't bring it out now because it's going to have spoilers in it. So mm-hmm. I don't want to see right. other episodes in it and clips from it. So my take on it was got me from the first episode. During that whole episode, I never caught myself going, I need to go to the kitchen. I need to do that. I stayed there and just watched it. And I could have paused it because it's on. I'm watching it streaming. I could have stopped it if I wanted to. But I didn't do it. I think they had a home run with it. And I think that it's out of the last shows that have come out on disney plus or marvel it's so far had the best premiere opening episode uh chance you're a guest today how about you first what'd you think about loki i thought it was great because you don't have to know anything about the previous installments no you don't i thought at the beginning they get have a great summary i thought the chemistry was awesome with owen wilson the one negative thing i could say was i didn't like that animated timekeepers explanation of what they do. I'm not giving anything away here, but Loki is given a summary of mm-hmm. what the timekeepers are in TVA. Well, what is, is waiting in the queue. And it was like a cute <laughs> animated kind of a piece, so I just thought it was kind of out of place. Okay. I think you're right, though, about that part. And we'll, we'll hit on the what, who we think might be the villain or whatever that's going on here that they have to find out. We'll hit on that later maybe as but we go Could on. it begin with an M? Yes, uh-huh. that's exactly what I'm the thinking name about. Of the character. Yeah, and, and I told Stacy, she's like, "Don't tell me you've already read this stuff." I'm like, "I don't know if it's him or not." So, well, Alan, you know, when you, when you talk about that animated thing when he was in Q, I didn't have an issue with it because it was a throwback to me to to uh, Jurassic Park and that how they used Mr. that DNA. Mr. DNA, yeah, and they made it kind of a right. chintzy. And I was thinking, look at it; looks like a bureaucrat government designed office. It's got this, and they probably stupid it, recording, right? And so it's the fact that that's what it was like, they have all this technology, all of this money, and it's a cheesy like drawn right, from the 50s right. animated style here's where you are i actually remember <laughs> seeing a little cheesy thing like that in the 80s at the dmv office in cobb county it's so, a stupid little animated thing showing you have your address ready if, show us when you get your driver's license if you've moved you're responsible for getting a new license stupid. yeah i i didn't have an issue with it i right. thought it was, i was more worried at the owen wilson role because yeah. owen wilson i think is very funny but he's very limited in what i think he's good at he's annoying sometimes he's the same too. in everything basically he yeah. kind of but but that snark that he has, that sort of 
I'm about to just make something sarcastic here, worked for the kind of role at least he's being yeah. introduced as. And oh, I yeah. loved it. The dynamic between him and I loved it took Tom Hiddleston a good 15 minutes of like getting over the shock of where he was right. to finally go, I am a god. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? And I loved it. But wasn't it fantastic the way he and and the and the and the and the filmmakers, directors, whatever? How he you saw his gradual accepting where he is. He's right. like, okay, I've got the tesseract in my hand, and he just kind of just puts it on the floor, like this is useless here. Yeah, I've, I've they've just well, he had just to, told me that this is not an illusion. This is really happening. And to me. as a gifted actor, you could see in his eyes that he's really confused. Why right. are my powers not working? Why is this not working? Right. And everybody's kind of treating him like. You're just a nobody here. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like you ever see the old. A lot of shows did that. Andy Griffith show was the old uh, bully episode. Gets his comeuppance and he's helpless. It's that whole story about oh the bully's not a bully anymore now. Look how they're acting. So it's, yeah, and he's a great actor. He's watching his life on the screen in that room when he went back to the room and he's starting to tear up when mm-hmm. he sees uh, when he love Tom. It love was, Tom. Oh, it's, it's a great. It's just a great show. So we liked it and everything. I don't know who's calling on the on the phone, but you have to call back. We're gonna go to a break. So call back if you're on hold. Got to go to a break and uh, probably somebody calling to talk about Loki. But we're going to take a break and come back after the bottom of the hour here and flash the audience and the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And I got a lot of stories coming up today about did you know that the first music video was long before MeTV, uh, MTV, and uh, VH1? I think it was actually on the Jetsons, was actually the first official music video. I'll talk about that too. I got that story. Today is many national days, but it's National Superman Day today. Uh, we go to this day in history. God, I got so many things to talk about. What am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts lobster diver was swallowed by a whale. Did you see that story? Yeah. All right, speak on there. We'll come back with it all. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Crazy glue, you dirty rat. Dodge almost anything. A plastic knob, a plastic plug, a rubber boot, a metal brooch, a fishing rod, a cycle grip, model planes and model trains, a doorknob screw, a flashlight case, the broken trim on any car. And now Crazy Glue also comes in a no-drip, no-clog pen. The country's gone crazy. Crazy glue in tube or pen. Crazy, crazy glue. At Apex Drug and Refco and participating A&P stores. What's this stuff? Sunscreen. It blocks the sun's harmful rays. Want some? Nope. I'm going to stay out all day and get a great tan. Look at your back. It's as red as a lobster. I don't feel so good. Hey, Stella, your friend's been out in the sun without protection. Leatherneck. Next time, use the sunscreen. Wear a hat and a shirt and look for some shade when it's really sunny. A bad sunburn could make you sick and even put you in the hospital. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! And now, back to a guy who has no idea what a call of encroachment means, but he knows what roughing the listener is all about. It's BK on the air. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air here. I'm dispensing nostalgic geekiness talk radio monkey business for two hours every Saturday on WBHF 100.3 FM and AM 1450. Let's go to the phones because we got somebody calling in already on the line. I think I know who this is. Hey, good morning, Scooter. How you doing, man? What's going on, BK? How you doing, bro? Nothing much. Good to hear from you. Did you see Loki? I watched it last night, and I gotta say, I'm really impressed. Great. So are we. I mean, what? A, I mean, right out the gate, this show's hit this hit the ground running at like 60 miles an hour. I thought it was great. It they, really did. They didn't take any time sidelining with anything that bored me or anything. They set everything up. Everything. There was no. I wasn't. I wasn't really disappointed with just about anything, and, and it's hard to do that with me. Well, I liked his little touch at the beginning when he was—they were recreating the uh, 
Avengers thing where he's right. running off and, right. he, and he yeah. sees Ant Man kick the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that little touch. Yeah, they added a few extra cool. things. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. What, re- what really got me? What, what really broke him was seeing the seeing the Infinity Stones. Yeah, the, the, just just in the drawer of the desk. Was that's that? what I think. That's what really broke him. Yeah. Also, seeing the Infinity Stones in the in the thing, he's like, he really, he's realizing, well, crap. <laughs> What's the <laughs> they're, point? They're useless. They're using them as a paperweight. <laughs> I can't use them here, but I got. Yeah. I got to say, I'm impressed with Disney Plus, man. They they're putting out some quality stuff. Have you been watching the Bad Batch? No, I haven't got to see that. I, I never get. I never get into the extended universe Star Wars stuff like the Clone Wars and stuff. But I think people are telling me I need to watch that. But the Mandalorian was out of this world, fantastic, and it's still oh coming God. back. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Dave Filoni and John Favreau saved Star Wars with, with Mandalorian. They really did. Yeah, and I've heard a rumor. I don't know if you heard this, but there's a rumor floating around out there that uh, the guy that's the executive producer at Marvel, is it Feige? Feige? Feige is how they pronounce his name? Something like, something like that, yeah. I've heard that they're, they're talking to him about do, having an involvement in a Star Wars production or a film. And I'm like, wow, bring him aboard. Really? I wouldn't mind that at all. Bring him on board. You said Michael well, Feige. Do you mean Kevin? Yeah, Kevin Feige. Yeah, Kevin like, Feige. Kevin Feige. Feige. Whatever, you, yeah, that, I'm sorry. I said the wrong name. Kevin that Feige. guy. Yeah, yeah, coming in on Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, bring him in. John Favreau's done this. The fact that they made the fact they made Dave Filoni the sort of head of Star Wars creative yeah. content, the fan guy that's a director, which is now. the most yeah. important decision that they could have made because oh, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy does not need to be making decisions on Star Wars. Well, he and, and and I just think they can only go forward, which is great. And I'm looking forward to anything that they they put out. But you're right, uh, you're right, Scooter. Well, well Filoni, uh, Filoni has actually been head of Star Wars, but they just officially announced it. Right, but I yeah. think they put him in charge of all creative content across the series, not just because he the, came from anime. Right. And yeah, then was brought in well, for Mandalorian. Well, which is great because he's he created the Clone Wars. He created. Right. Well, you want someone who knows the universe. Focus, uh, yeah. Huh? You want someone who knows the universe, who actually understands the history and the background and right. all the stories, not somebody who's just brought in because they're a creative person in Hollywood. Oh yeah. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, he created these characters, Ahsoka Tano. He created her specifically well, always, for the yeah, Clone Wars show. I, I'm glad that you're listening to me, uh, Scooter, because at the, the top of the uh, right after the eleven o'clock hour every day, we do a, a, a channel of Channel Star Wars report, Star Wars Extra. Uh, the guys from ChannelStarWars.com do a Star Wars report every Saturday, so be sure to tune in for that after the eleven o'clock hour, after the top of the hour. And also, how cool is it that director uh, what's his name that directed Thor? Taika Waititi. Yeah, that he's directing a oh, Star yeah. Wars movie. That's going to be great, too, because his, his Mandalorian episode was fantastic. I mean, it had that right amount of humor that was mm-hmm. wonderful, and it was just great. Well, even, provide the, even Bryce Dallas Howard's was great. Even yeah. Robert Rodriguez's Mandalorian was fantastic. All of them are talented directors. They would not have put them in the positions to work. Yeah, I think it's a... I know. The show was a Western. All the way down to the scene of the scene of the Mandalorian pulling into that town in that episode where he's coming in on the oh. speeder bike and it cuts to the people yep. closing the doors like, oh, we don't want to see there's a gunfight coming and everything in the camera I mean, angles. It's the it's fact good, bad, that and the ugly. we don't know his real name. He is the man with no name. It's he Clint is. Eastwood. <laughs> and and to this day, Scooter, I'm like, they should give Clint Eastwood a cameo in an episode of The Mandalorian. That'd be great. As well, something. I think it's, isn't that kind of what Lucas was going for originally? It was kind of a space western? Yeah, in a way, yeah, you're right. That's that's the, and 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 people don't know it, but Star Trek was originally called Wagon Train to the Stars. They had that feel of exactly. the TV show Wagon Train, where they all left and they're exploring out west. Well, it's all good stuff, and there's nothing but good stuff to look forward to, Scooter. And I appreciate you calling in, buddy, and being a part of and, the program. And uh, Obi 
Obi-Wan Kenobi hits this year, too. That's right. we got a lot of stuff to look forward to. And I hear they're spending uh, Game of Thrones bucks on on Obi-Wan. That's going to be huge. It's, it's going to be amazing. I'm I'm so looking forward to Owen, I think, did a great freaking job. Cool. we got Chance uh, Bartels here in the studio. Say hey to Scooter. Hey, Scooter. <laughs> He's here oh, with us today. Oh, for God's sake, it's Chance. Yeah, take a chance. here. Hey, buddy. Uh, hello to everybody at fistfulradio.com, too. Scooter, always good to hear from you. You too, man. Thank you very much, Scooter. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, he's Scooter's right. Uh, Disney Plus is knocking out, knocking it out with a lot of stuff. Qu- really real are. quick thing, I love that they introduced in the first Mandalorian episode the weapon that Boba Fett held in the animated cartoon when he first right. appeared in the Star Wars holiday special. Like a, he had a gun. Like a, it looks like a horseshoe magnet. Thing. Correct. Yeah, it was, and they awesome. finally no, introduced the that live yeah. action. Yeah. You talk about the rifle. Yeah, mm-hmm. the little okay. horseshoe magnet thing at the end. The little, yeah, that's cool. Tuning fork. <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> to make sure it sounded right before he killed somebody. Boom. That was the it only makes that noise. The only positive thing from the Hollywood holiday special was the animated feature, which when you watch it now, the animation's really goofy looking though. It's really over exaggerated and weird, and their faces are nightmarish looking sometimes. But it did introduce us to Boba Fett, and uh, I got an action figure of Boba Fett when it came out back in, before the Empire Strikes Back ever came out. Got the one that shot the rocket off the back that I and I didn't choke on it. Are you serious? I, I thought never, that was just a limited no, edition. I, I, I thought yeah, it was I only... The, but I don't have it anymore. But My I brother-in-law, he, he grades toys for a living, right. and he claims that it was only made in-house. Yeah, well, maybe, well, maybe, the one that fired the maybe rocket. I, okay, maybe I didn't have the rocket firing. Maybe I'm thinking of the... I have the Battlestar Galactica Viper that That's fired. That's it. That's what I have. Everyone I, had I, that, I, and the poor kid choked. But I still have the death. I still have the Boba Fett figure, though. I, I got it from, from Empire Strikes Back uh, Kenner, That's which it. was great. But, but which came out when no one knew who he, who he was. The Mattel toy, the Cylon Raider. That oh, was yeah, so cool. And the Viper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all anyway. shot these little red plastic things off, mm-hmm. and I never choked on one. I, I managed not to do it. So. I wonder if that was real or a rumor. Kind of like the, the obese guy that drank, it had a whole handful of space dust and drank a soda and exploded. Right. Yeah, and no, it blew his head off. That's <laughs> and then true. people said it was Mikey, the actor from the <laughs> yeah, Life no, Serial yeah. ads. He's still alive. Call but, you know, BS. all of those little shooting things, I had the Micronauts as well. I had those toys. But I remember yeah. right after all those toys, there was stuff in the news about kids were firing them into oh, their yes. mouths or into other kids. And There's stuff. a recall. They uh, they had to stop putting these really fast-firing springs. And so they would, like, the later ones would, like, would shoot and go, boop. And like go like a, a three or four yeah. inches and then fall like. Oh. Now I wonder if they had. I have to look at the packaging from those because uh, I know uh, Star Wars was was Kenner, but Galactica was Mattel. Yes. Who made Micronauts? It was uh, was it Mego? Did I think Mego yes. did Micronauts? You're I right. I wonder did they have the did they have the age not for children under a certain age on the packaging back then? I thought they I did. I can't even remember. Back they then. did. Or did that prompt that? I have to look it up. I, I just know b- both of the guys that like, I had when you could magnetize the arms. Yeah, to put them uh, together. Baron Carson it was in their Commander. chest, and you would hit the bike and. It would shoot it out was, of his uh, chest. It was Baron Karza, which was the Darth Vader of, of Micronauts, and Force Commander, the the guy that was white. dressed in white. Yeah. They had the same parts, except their head was different. Right. And <laughs> you could interchange color. them, but, and they were great in the comic book. Well, Marvel did a great Micronauts comic book, too. But uh, I have every issue. But, yeah, it was... Um, I thought it was great toys. They were. I loved mine. Fun. The time traveler I had him. A kid. What, what magnets about? and a toy that can shoot your brother's yeah, eye like, out? Come on, <laughs> I'm good. I don't have to use a BB to shoot. What about Stretch Armstrong? Really? Try to break him apart and see what that gooey yeah, substance. Yeah, and then you realize that, that jelly it. inside. It yep, and then you're like, <laughs> um, oh, I need a new one now. The green one, the green Stretch monster too. Yeah, I had the monster. Yeah, it was an amphibian. He he looked like he looked like he was green. He looked like a creature from Black Lagoon that body build. 
that, that worked out with weights. Yes, he did. So. Or those creatures from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. What were the mermans or something? Those Are the, sea yeah, monsters? The weird anyway. ones from um, Stingray, the, the yeah. Jerry Anderson show. Yeah, well, let's be down there. When we come back, we're going to flash the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. Appreciate Scooter calling in. I know that Scooter probably listens on Fistful Radio, and you can, too. If you ever miss the show, you can hear the podcast that I turn it into. But you can also tune into FistfulRadio.com and, and hear me there. And catch me on Anchor, uh, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And tune in. It's BK on there. We'll be back. We'll return after these messages. I'm Earl Scheib. I'll paint any car for just $99.95. This week only, you'll get polyurethane additive free. A $19.95 value absolutely free. With polyurethane, your paint job will have an extra hard glass-like finish and added durability. Your paint job will be guaranteed not to fade for four full years. Remember, free polyurethane this week only at Earl Scheib's. Right. I'll paint any car for just $99.95. Hey, Sergeant, you want some of this new Cool Whip topping? Later, pile. I'm getting in shape in case our Cool Whip contest winner's a girl. Anybody can win a trip to Hollywood and a guest appearance on the show. With us? Yeah. What a prize. Just send your name and address and the side label, or write the words Cool Whip on a piece of paper. Get full details at your grocer's freezer. Over a thousand other prizes, too. Cool Whip. Mmm. Shazam. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Hey, it's BK on there. I'm going to tell you about Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply right here in Cartersville. You know there's a new bicycle shop right here in Cartersville. It's called Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. I drove by there the other day. The building is they got a great-looking building over there, getting a lot of people over there shopping. They offer maintenance and repair of all bicycles as well as parts, accessories, and, of course, banking new sparkling bicycles. Now, whether you're a veteran rider of a long time or just starting out, Cartersville Bicycle has what you need to get out and enjoy the roads and trails of northwest Georgia. Stop in to see the shop. They're located right over on the corner of West Avenue and South Tennessee Street, and they're open seven days a week from 7.30 a.m. till 4 p.m. Call them at 470-315-BIKE. That's 470-315-2453. Or you can just search Cartersville Bicycle on Facebook, and you'll find them waiting there for you. It's time that we... Last, the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And, buddy, when I talk about bizarre, there's a few bizarre ones on there today. Yeah, I've got the first news. You know, I had a guy at a radio station once working that told me, he goes, when you give out numbers, like telephone numbers and stuff, say zero, don't say O. O? He's like, that's a letter of the alphabet. I'm like, well, uh, oh, zero K. (laughs) He's like, no, you can say OK there. I'm like, OK, I'll do it. And then I (laughs) guess I never did it. I just kept saying, oh, I guess just so you know what I'm talking about. I think that's the main problem there. That's the the main point. I think you were working for the wrong guy. I might have been and I no longer work for (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's head over to the UPI, which is exactly how you say those letters. A Norwegian man grabbed hold of a horizontal bar and assumed the dead hang position for 16 minutes and three seconds, beating the Guinness World Record by more than two minutes. Harold, or I guess it's Harald, 
Harold Rees managed to dangle from the bar for 16 minutes and 3 seconds and Barum Viking to break the record of 13 minutes and 52 seconds, which was set by an Italian man, Tazio Gavioli, in back in 2018. You see why I gave you that one to read? All the yes. names on there? The, no, these would normally be your previous guy that you did it on purpose because he would just go... That's right. I just go right through it. Uh, Rees, a wheelchair user with cerebral palsy, said he spent more than 10 hours a week training for the record. Oh, wow. Being a wheelchair user, I'm dependent on my upper body strength to cope with everyday physical challenges. My ability to dead hang, for instance, is quite literally what gets me out of bed in the morning. Oh, wow. Rees is also a motivational speaker under the name of Viking Wheels, being in a wheelchair. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. Here comes Viking yeah, Wheels. Right. Uh, Rees' previous accomplishments include hand cycling for 40 miles from uh, from uh, Edisville to o- uh, Oslo, and then performing pull-ups on top of a high-speed trailer. I'm glad I didn't grow up over there, because even I don't even think I would be able to pronounce words and names over there growing up in that area. So, so, so the reason he's got upper body strength is because he can't walk. So he works on his upper upper body strength and is he's doing it all really the time. Strong. I couldn't hold. I couldn't hang for that long. I don't know about you. That's amazing. From Sixteen holding, minutes. Yes, that's, and even chin ups are. Every time they go, okay, it's pull up time. I'm like, oh no, I got to pull up this weight with my arms several times on a bar. It's not humanly possible. And then you got that nerd next to you going, hey, this is easy. Like, oh, start. And my and my coach, he wouldn't let us hold it from from putting your hands behind it you had to hold it from the well, front because That's one's harder. a chin up yeah. the other's a pull up like wait a minute one's easier works different like, muscles I, do that? I got the next news one's forearms one's biceps <sighs> i don't want to work on either one from upi a pastel colored chicago home popularly known as candyland house is up for sale <laughs> with the real estate agent pastel. comparing it to a life-size barbie dream home <laughs> Yeah, we're going to buy this one. The house in the Rogers Park neighborhood was built in 1891. Well, it's certainly an antique house. Wow. And was remodeled into a pastel work of art by current owner Jackie Selden and her husband Don, who who has since died. The couple lived in the house for 47 years. Shringe and said Seden would prefer to sell the home to someone who would keep the house's unique elements but the market will ultimately decide what happens. The current asking price for this home, which is considered the Candyland House Barbie Dream Home, is six hundred thousand dollars. Well, but it's honestly, if it's in great condition for an eighteen ninety built home, that's worth it right there. No matter what it looks like, that's you know, changed, kind of incredible. We just actually were at an event. I didn't realize this. Hidden off on one of our roads is an a plantation home that was spared by Sherman and his troops, oh, built really? in eighteen forty. And we had a chance oh, wow. to tour the house. On the inside. Wow. Oh, it was like a museum. It was incredible. Well, what's, incredible. The, what's, what's the one here right down the road that holds events down here? Oh, uh, Roselawn? Roselawn. We yeah. learned that that house was built, uh, and it was a one-story house, but they added right. a second story to the, lifted the first they story They lifted up the first and put story the first up. story under it. And I'm like, right. what did you do that We should have built a bigger bottom. Let's go <laughs> ahead and raise the top. But why did they do it that way? Why did they just build it on the top? That was so odd. I never understood Because they wanted a bigger bottom. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> they needed more entertainment space. I don't know of anybody that voluntarily wants one of those. But All right. Fine. Well, guess what? I've got the next news. You want a bigger bottom? No. <laughs> Whoever says that, I'd really like a bigger bottom. <laughs> That's right. A Kardashian. <laughs> That's right. That's the only one. A Chinese woman broke her own Guinness World Record when her longest eyelash was measured at a whopping eight inches long. 
Do you mind telling me what this is all about, mister? What? Yes. Yu Yangzia, who originally set the record in June of 2016 when her longest lash was 4.88 inches long, said doctors are unsure of why her eyelashes grow to be so long. Ooh. Yangzia's longest lash is located on the upper eyelid of her left eye. Well, okay then. Wouldn't That's that, like, at some point, like, droop down and, like, feel like it's in your face? That would drive me crazy. <laughs> Things like that. Okay. Like the fingernails, the lady that grew. I was just about so, to oh, say that. Oh, that's gross. We, we just find out, we just got Mrs. BK's new vehicle that she got, and uh, she deserved one after 16 years of not having one. She got one, and we, we, did the, we did the financing on it. And the lady at the bank, her nails were probably seven inches long. And I'm like, okay, that's, I guess that's cool, but I just had to ask her, I'm like, how do you function with those? Do they not snag, get on things? How do you do the computer and stuff? That, that would bug the holy heck out of me. If that was if I had that, and she goes, no, I just like him and I do it. I'm like, okay, well, to each his own. I just, I just yeah, can't, I can't get, stand they'd it. be in my way. I mean, that's like long uh, uh, headbanger metal hair. You know, if you got long hair like the, yeah, you can at least pull that back. Hair, but I could never, I could just couldn't deal with it. I'm like, no, I'm a short hair guy. I'm just that kind of. <laughs> and long beards with food in it. Long beards, yeah, with birds' nests and, and termites. Stuff. I had a friend once sitting there eating barbecue ribs, and and I'm like, dude, the. The barbecue sauce is all in your beard. Oh my god, it's so nasty. He's like, yeah, but it smells it like barbecue like, the rest of the day. My wife loves getting a barbecue sauce <laughs> kiss from me. It's like, no, it's terrible. I got the next news. <laughs> Come suck on my beard. No. <laughs> hey, <ho. laughs> oh, I got a. Uh, this is a Russian story, so I'm gonna have to struggle with these names. Crew of a Russian a Russian icebreaker ship rescued a dog from an ice field that turned out to have been lost in the Arctic for more than a week. A oh. dog in Russia. Igor Apogov, <laughs> the captain of the icebreaker Alexander Saninov, said the ship was headed toward an oil terminal in the Gulf of Ob when the crew spotted a Samoyed dog wandering in the ice fields. I guess that's a kind of dog. Some, the Samoyed. Yeah, yeah, Samoyed. A video taken aboard the ship shows the dog wagging her tail on the ice before climbing a ladder <laughs> lowered by the crew. She's so happy to get uh, rescued. The crew contacted the nearby village of Mis Kamine and learned the dog named uh, Aika had been missing for over a week. I would go out of my mind if my dog was missing for a week, and I know Alan would too. Svetlana Chesvizka, Akia's owner, said the canine had wandered off during a walk in the village. She said uh, Aika never wanders far from her owners, and they don't know how she got all the way out onto the ice fields. Wow. I would go nuts if my dog was missing. I mean, she's got a tag. I need to get a chip for my dog because I never did that. I just need to go ahead and just do that because I, I totally just put it off and put it off. But uh, hopefully somebody will return them. But sometimes people steal dogs for, for reasons. Yes. And I hate that. So, Yeah, no, I uh, – Smoyeds are really cool, though. They're, they're really big. Aren't they kind of like huskies? They're all white. They A little bit. They're definitely white, yeah. snow dogs. they got a lot of thick, thick fur. Good Almost they look like the dog, dog version of an abominable snowman. I'm glad she was a snow dog. <laughs> she could handle the cold, that's for sure. Obviously. Yeah. All right, well, I've got the next news. Can't handle not having food to eat, though. Another one from UPI, a Rhode Island pizzeria unveiled the latest addition to its serving staff, a robot designed to take on the heavy lifting. Robots again. Yeah, Bill Kitzels, co-owner of Angelo's Palace Pizza in Cumberland, said he purchased a robot known as a Servi to help take some of the pressure off of his staff. He said the robot is programmed with the layout of the eatery, so the operator needs only to put in the table number, and the Servi will know where to go. The restaurant is holding a naming contest for the robot, and the winning submission will earn a $100 gift card. I'll take the thin, crispy crust with a uh, pepperoni only. Okay. Yeah, robots are everywhere. 
They're coming. Who's, who's delivering them now? Domino's, right? Is using a. Aren't they using the robot? Domino's was testing in some of the cities. Another one. Yes, it's Domino's. Domino's. Okay. And have you seen those commercials about like your own personal robot carrying can, a can yes, that can follow you I everywhere? I've seen that too. So that way you don't yeah. have to be burnt. I guess with carrying your own crap, you yeah. can put it in the little rice basket looking robot that'll just circle behind you. Hey, I still can't get over the app that that fills up a certain amount of water in your sink in the kitchen. You just say so and so, twelve ounces of water, please. I'm like, okay, you're telling it to do that over there, but you still have to physically take the thing and put it under the Well, because they haven't gotten so the survey there. <laughs> you don't know how much to put in it yet, I guess. And the app that tells you what's in your fridge, where you can look and see what's in your fridge, and they got the open front window on the fridge and <laughs> the digital thing on the outside of your fridge. That's cool. Just some of these things, I'm just not there yet. I, I might get there eventually, but uh, I don't know that I'm there with that it's stuff. It's going whether we yeah. like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's creepy. Happen, which is fine. Did anybody see Terminator? Okay, I guess not. <laughs> I got the last news. An ocean researcher said there's a mysterious black substance that has been staining the feet of visitors to Maine beaches. The York County Parks and Recreation Department said on its website that the Department of Environmental Protection officials were investigating after multiple visitors to southern Maine beaches reporting the bottoms of their feet had been stained by a black substance that was difficult to wash off. This is like everybody was there was happening to, not just a certain amount of people. The substance was initially thought to be algae, but John Lillibridge a recently retired oceanographer from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, that's NOAA, ex- uh, examined a sample through a microscope and made a surprising discovery. It's the crushed remains of insects. Oh. Wow. He said the insects have wings smaller than a pinpoint, but in such large numbers they cause dark stains when stepped on. Steve Dixon, a marine geologist with the Marine Geological Survey, confirmed his findings. Dixon said he's now working on with entomologists to identify the insects and determine where they came from. He said the ex- uh, he said uh, he expects the bug debris to wash back out into the sea when the winds change. So wow. who would have thought it was that? Staining everyone's feet black. So more Gross. bugs for you, Chance. <laughs> we don't like that you love bugs, man. <laughs> so uh, the bug scenes in movies. You know, we we, we know you loved all of them, right? Well, Creep show, my favorite. Creep show is oh, the best. Good one. Bugs, talk to me. <laughs> got bugs, Mr. Pratt. E.G. <laughs> Marshall, how great. Speaking on there, stay tuned. We got more coming up. Fortunately, taste is irrelevant. Welcome to Star Wars Extra, bringing you the latest from across the Star Wars galaxy. I'm Mike Mann. Hello there. This past week, Variety's Actors to Actors series returns with a big kickoff for Star Wars fans. In the episode where actors interview each other, Pedro Pascal and Ewan McGregor sat down to discuss various aspects and experiences about their times in the Star Wars universe. 
When Pascal was asked about the current state of The Mandalorian Season 3, he didn't shy away from stating that filming has not begun, and even points out that the upcoming The Book of Boba Fett is the next chapter in this saga. For his return as Obi-Wan Kenobi in the upcoming series of the same name, McGregor shared that it was actually The Mandalorian which inspired him to return to the Star Wars universe, also stating that it makes him feel like a kid again. The full interview between Pedro Pascal and Ewan McGregor chalked full of behind the scenes magic and experiences can be viewed on the Variety website and YouTube channel. The foundlings are the future. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Also this week at the Hasbro I Am Your Father's Day release event, a new collection of Rogue One characters have been added to Hasbro's The Black Series line of action figures. However, unlike the original releases of a few figures, this line is exceptional as the 12-inch posable statues have been created with exceptional photorealism. This collection includes both Jen and Galen Urso, Bodhi Rook, Cassian Andor, K2SO, along with Baze Malibus and Chirrut Mway. Hasbro's Rogue One The Black Series figures are now available for pre-order and will be released this fall. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. And finally this week, some big names have been added to return to the upcoming pre-Rogue One series, Andor. Ben Mendelsohn is said to be returning to reprise his role as the Imperial Director, Orson Krennic. Krennic's role was overseeing the Death Star project, along with being personal friends with scientist Galen Erso. Also returning to this chapter of the Star Wars universe is Forrest Whitaker as his classic role of Saul Guerrero. Guerrero has seen recent screen time in the recently released The Bad Batch animated series along with a name drop in The Clone Wars Season 7. Both characters will absolutely be embraced and add what is sure to be nothing shy of a magnificent series. Endor is set to be released next year on Disney+. I am taking them to imprison them in prison. That's all the time we have this week. Be sure to check us out on the Star Wars Extra YouTube channel and go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. Also check out Star Wars Extra podcast streaming on Anchor and Spotify. Tune back in next week for all the latest and greatest in Star Wars and for Star Wars Extra. I'm Mike Mann and now back to BK on the air. Thank you Mike Mann for that trip into a long time ago to a galaxy far far away channel star wars report always like hearing from them today is national something day and we'll hit on it in, on this day in history but today is also another interesting national day today hi do you know what this is it's the letter s and it stands not only for superman but for a lot of other words as well speed for instance and sky and spaceship. S also stands for sea and sailboat and storm and sinking and save and sand. Yes, sir, S is a very important letter. So the next time you think of Superman, think of the letter S. It's my favorite. 
And what a great letter the S it is. It just happens to stand for Superman as well. Well, along with being National Vinyl Record Store Day today, <laughs> it is also National Superman Day, June the 12th. It's observed every year on the 12th of June. National Superman Day is celebrated in honor of the Man of Steel, Superman. Superman has been called by many names in recent years, but one thing remains common in him. He always stood for what is best for humanity. There are billions of fans around the globe for the Man of Steel. This day is mainly celebrated to cherish the memories of the Superman character. From somewhere in 1933 to the present, the character of Superman has never failed to entertain people. And what's in the sky? It's a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Superman, the Man of Steel. What makes Superman a hero is not that he has power, but he has the wisdom and the maturity to use the power wisely. From an acting point of view, that's how I approach the part. That entire quote there was from Christopher Reeve uh, after he was first played Superman in Superman 1978, the movie. Now, the history of National Superman Day. In the year 2013, D.C. Entertainment, along with the booksellers, retailers, and bookstores around America, declared Wednesday, June the 12th as Superman, National Superman Day. The movie's Man of Steel was set to release on June 14th in 2013 across the world, but before the National Superman Day was declared back then in 2013 on June the 12th, Whoever visits the local comic uh, retailer shop will get the Superman goodies. With, uh, it will include, include banners and posters of uh, brand new uh, Superman uh, memorabilia and stuff. I don't know if they're still doing that for uh, since uh, the COVID thing, but they might still be doing it. Check with your local comic book shop and see. Now, Superman was created in the year 1933 by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, the artist and the writer, respectively. The first appearance of the hero Superman was in an action comic, and we talked about that before. A lot of superheroes were in a comic that weren't their name. It was called something else. You know, Captain America was in uh, Tales of Suspense, uh, well, timely comics way back, uh, I think, in the, when Jack Kirby was had him in the 40s. But uh, or Captain America comics, but he was in uh, Tales of Spence. What was Hulk in? Tales to Astonish was Hulk, right? In the Submariner? It was the Incredible Hulk for six issues, and then it went in to Tales s- to Astonish. And then Submariner was in there, too. Batman, right? Detective Comics. Yeah, Detective Comics, right. They, all were, they were in mm-hmm. something else. It's uh, the beginning of the most celebrated superhero career in the action comics, and he was called the Superman back then when he first started. Superman has been through various changes in the dressing, and it differs from artist to artist, and I'm sure Chance and I have our favorite Superman artists over the years. Kurt Swan. Uh, Kurt Swan was a great one. Uh, it was in the year 1939, Superman was given the blue suit, and since then, his character revolves around this color. His appearance may vary, and they have changed his costume and his look over time from time to time, but uh, National Superman Day is celebrated to honor the artists and the creators of this superhero as well. And if you've never been to Superman Celebration up in Metropolis, Illinois, you need to go at least once because it's a very awesome little town. Yes. turns itself into a celebration of not just Superman, but it's comics and just about everything you can think of. Uh, a little town square. They have a giant, giant Superman statue right in front of their court, uh, their, their downtown courthouse up there. Great. When you look at their police cars and their patches on their uniforms, the cops, they have Superman. It says Metropolis on it, on their logo for their city, and it's a great thing to do. So uh, check cool out Superman is. I think it's back on this year. Everything's have back you, on. Have you been to that before? I have. I've been like three okay. times. Yeah. I thought you've mentioned it before. And well, I okay. broadcasted live there from a, from another radio wow. station many years ago here, a wow. station I used to be with. But uh, National Superman, Happy National Superman and Day. John what? Byrne drew him on the cover of Time Magazine in 1988 for the 50th anniversary. Another great artist for Superman. John yes. Byrne was great. And Neil Adams was another Neil Adams, great, great, great call. Superman great artist. call. We'll have more we'll have on this day in history, along with all that other stuff that I mentioned, uh, too, when we come back. Let's go back in time and find out what's going on on this day in history when we return. Uh, we'll get your mother later and go to the movies. Dad, we forgot the 
peanut butter. Can we buy Superman peanut butter? Our brand's fine, honey. Have you ever tasted Superman peanut butter? Its strength is its great taste. Mmm, delicious. Smooth and creamy, a real fresh roasted peanut flavor. It's nutritious, too. Superman peanut butter. Its strength is its great taste. From a doomed planet in a distant galaxy to a fantastic underground hideaway. From the fortress of solitude to the bustling city room of the Daily Planet. Look. Up on the screen. It's Superman. Superman. The movie. Rated PG. Now playing. Check newspapers for local listing. Hey, we're back. It's PK on the air. We're back. We're back. I want to tell you, Jim called off the line. Uh, didn't want to go on the air, but he called and told us there's a chick, there's a robot called... Uh, the, uh, Who did you say? What is it called? You said Jim? Yeah, his name's Jim. Tim. Oh, was it Tim? Did you say Tim Abbott? Is it Tim Abbott? I wrote Jim down. I thought it was Jim Abbott. No, it's Tim. So you know Tim. Okay. I do know him. Well, I think it's a T and I love Drew. Look at Sorry. I have to write post-it notes down. I'm well, sorry. Well, they rhyme. I'm sorry. You know who it is. He called to tell us about a robot called the... Uh, Tim the Jim Slim. Bot. 4.0 in uh, California. Chick-fil-A robot that's delivering Chick-fil-A stuff. So they must be testing it out there before they come and have it take over everything out here. You know, all these people who are too good to go back to work to do uh, these kind of jobs, they're going to find can out there's no jobs see? to go back to. Yeah, and these kiosks out in the lobby, like at McDonald's, where you can just order and not even go up to the counter and stuff, I do that wherever I get a chance. On my side of town, we've, we've been loving the, uh, the restaurants that have been slowly building on the west side. Yeah. And when the Taco Bell came... They have three kiosks. You don't have to order from oh, a person. Yeah. There is yeah, one person that. who will take your order if you just don't know how to navigate. Otherwise, boop, 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 and yep. hit. And they say, all right, you just sit back and wait. And even if you're working, you, uh, never mind the people that don't want to go back to work, but the people who are working, remember, uh, if your job is in danger of being replaced, find something else to do because you might have to reevaluate what you do. A lot of people in the film uh, business of, of developing film for cameras found that out over the few years. So, and newspapers mm-hmm. are suffering, too. No one really there gets are, a newspaper anymore. Our so history is littered with industry that is no longer needed because someone came up with a better idea. That's exactly right. And if you think you're too big to fail, you're not. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Xerox found that out. And Chick- so did Kodak. Chick-fil-A is going to have a new tagline. Eat more humans. Eat <laughs> no. more humans. Before too long. <laughs> so they're going to uh, sell it green. <laughs> It's you know, though, think about it's the people. model of a Chick-fil-A. They're closed one day of the week that all the other stores are going to be open and so still sell, so and they're day. still outpacing their competitors. And I think they don't, they don't stay uh, open past 10 or 11 o'clock either, even on weekdays. They're, they're I, don't, I don't think I don't know how late they'll stay open, but I'm telling you, they know, there was a joke, and, but it's, it. it's funny. Yeah, I don't right. know if you, you subscribe to Babylon B at all. Like no, the, but I know the, what you're talking the, about. The satire yeah. site. They were talking about uh, how uh, Chick-fil-A is helping with all the long lines to get your coronavirus shot in New York because they know how to manage people in lines. <laughs> and that's true. Right? I'm like, they true? certainly do. And then when that that's tanker great. got stuck in the yeah. Suez, they're like, Chick-fil-A has been called to help fix the way the cargo is going to roll through here because they just know how to manage it. You guys know it as well as I do. If I'm if I'm if I'm in a conundrum, okay, where do I eat? I got regular fast food on this side, Chick Fil A on this side, and on this side, just pick whatever fast food place. McDonald's doesn't matter. Wendy's, they all matter. no longer exist. If I look at them, I'm like, hey, this this restaurant has five cars and drive through, but Chick Fil A has. Fifteen. I'll go to Chick Fil A. It'll still be quicker. <laughs> but, but do you remember? Do you remember when Chick Fil A was only in a shopping mall? 
Yeah, and, they, except they for the dwarf were, house yeah, in Hayville, and they still are in a lot of places. Yeah. The dwarf, and I love, I love the little dwarf houses. They're awesome. Yep. Somebody's calling on the line to see who it is. Hey, it's BK on the air. Hello. 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 How you doing? Hello. You're on the air. Hello. Nope, they hung up. Oh, they oh, hung up. Oh, she thought she wanted to talk off the air. Maybe it was a f- oh oh. Let Mrs. BK she know that there's a lady calling for BK. Oh, well, she might not caught. have been calling for me. Might have been calling for Chance or no, you. No, no. It might have been A, B, or C. No, it was you. <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> it's you. Okay. Well, she's not burning up to call back here. I see. So <laughs> we'll go on with on this day in history. What's the line from? Uh, in, uh, and see what we have. Uh, Arrested Development, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> no, no, no. Jessica Walter, rest in peace. Oh, is this the anniversary of her death? No, no, just you were talking about Arrested you Development. She was in, I, I derailed you. I'm sorry. I love watching BK's free well, flow, not know what the heck's going I'm like, on. I'm like, why chance bringing up Jessica I never watched the show. That's yeah. why I didn't know she oh, was on there. Uh, so oh, but, funny. So, uh, somebody's, oh, uh-oh. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Hey, man, guess how much Chick-fil-A brought back some old memories. Well, with you, they're always uh, old memories, right? <laughs> yeah, everything right. I do is old. That's okay. My Me wife too. Anyway, yeah, we used to all the way to Cumberland Mall just to get a Chick-fil-A. That's the closest place you could go for a long time to get one, right? Yeah, that's like 30 miles right, away. Right, a long time. Away. Yeah, but it's hey, worth it, though. Let me tell you a good one. I laid out of school one day. We were going to go down to Cumberland Mall and hang out, you know, yeah. in high school. Hang out. Pull up to the red light just before I get there, and he's sitting on the other side, but my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's always uh, nailed. He can't get away with anything with his wife pull, or his dad or anybody. I had anybody. a Ferris Bueller moment. Wow. What did you do, <laughs> Jeff? What did you do? Well, the guy in the car said, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to go have fun because I know what's going to happen when I get home. <laughs> I will enjoy myself. You're do everything you could do now because you're going to pay for it later. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's it. Great. And did you pay for it? How long could you not sit down after that, after eating your Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I need about six weeks. <laughs> oh, you got that's whipped good. Great. Well, that's good. It was worth the trip to Chick-fil-A, though, wasn't it, Joe? Switches. Well, especially who I was with, yes. Oh, okay. Well, you tell me about that off the air. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Always good to hear from you. Yes, sir. All Carry right. on. See ya. <laughs> Jeff Potts out there calling with his... I didn't know we were into tanning up. hides. I'm in yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got mine tanned a couple of times, and it wasn't even by a tanning bed. This day in history, June the 12th is today, 1849. The gas mask was patented by Lewis Hassett in this, on this date in history in Louisville, Kentucky. The gas mask. June 12th, 1981, 40 years ago, the number one movie in the box, box office was Cheechin Chong's Nice Dreams. <laughs> I'll never forget Stacey. that movie because I saw it in the theater. Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach turned into a lizard at the an end. An iguana. It is so an iguana. You're right. It's so weird. And uh, remember, uh, uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman was in it. He was a, pr- a prisoner in, one, in the Asylum Asylum. Yeah. Hey, Greg, I want more food. <laughs> was, yeah, he like, played a waiter in one. He was in a couple yeah. of them. But Cheech and Chong's he next was. movie. And, and uh, wow, today, 1981, 40 years ago, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And did you see all the buzz surrounding the uh, leaked photos of Harrison Ford in London filming uh, the latest I've seen Indiana some. Jones? Yeah. I'm trying to stay with away his hat from on. him. I'm like, it's yeah, and a mask. Yeah. yeah, and a mask. I'm like, okay, so you you snapped a photo of him with a mask on and his hat. <laughs> Big deal. You just risk your entire life because if they find out who you are, they're killing you. <laughs> Number one, and taking your camera and your phone and, and uh, destroying it. Another 1981, 40 years ago. I cannot believe 1981 is 40 years ago. You could. What book could you have been reading at the time? God Emperor of Dune by Frank Hubert came out this week in 1981. One of the Dune books. I never read the Dune books, so I don't. I never got into them. So that one came out. I'm so right looking now. forward to the Dune movie, though. Yeah. 
yeah, directed by the Blade Runner guy. What's his name? Oh, Dennis, Dennis uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Uh, Villeneuve or, or yeah. He's French. That's right. He is. He's but he's got a great visual he's eye. He's put the French spin on <laughs> Dune, which is good. And I'm sorry, the more I watched and got into uh, David Lynch's Dune, I kind of liked it. Afterwards. I liked it. very strange and There weird, was the one like edit where they made it a little bit longer than the theatrical edition, right. but not the super long one that actually I think is the best of the David Lynch The, the super long is one that he had his name taken off of. It's I directed th- by Alan Smithy. Yeah, that's not that's the, the one. name they use. But you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, talking about video games, you got to remember the video game Rally X, where you, you, the you controlled the little car and had the smoke coming out of the back or whatever? Oh, sure. The new I Rally X it. came out. That It was a little sequel to that game. They added a little bit more to it on, on uh, in, in this week in 1981, too, 40 years ago. The new Rally X they had a new uh, cabinet for it and updated it. Today on this day in 1987, June the 12th, Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger opened mm. in theaters. Please. We can kill it. Another great sci-fi monster movie. I loved Predator. Thought it was great. Wanted the soundtrack for years by Alan Silvestri, and it finally came out uh, from Soundtrack Collector, and there's a CD of it now. You can get great soundtrack, but it never had one. He did Back to the Future movies. He He did did. Chips, the TV series. He was a great... If I ask my wife, and she's not into soundtracks like me, and I'm like, tell me some scores of some films where you like the incidental music and the orchestra music. And she started naming movies. She's like, well... I really like the music in Back to the Future, and I really like the music in Contact, the <laughs> Jodie Foster movie. Love the Forrest Gump music. And everyone she was naming, I'm like, it's Alan Silvestri. Honey, that's Alan Silvestri. Your favorite guy is Alan Silvestri, which is, he's a great composer. Did the uh, the Captain America, a lot of the Marvel movies. He's still at it. And I call him a, uh, you know how we call um, uh, Hans Zimmer, and a uh, Hans Zimmer's kind of like a, I don't know if it's, I don't know if, uh, if uh, John James Newton Howard, is a student of Hans Zimmer or one of the others the student of the other? I was called Alan Silvestri, kind of a student of Jerry Goldsmith, because he sounds it's very not exactly like Jerry, but he was more of a Jerry Goldsmith sounding guy than a John Williams guy. So, yes, Predator was great. I've loved not all the sequels were great, but Predator is a fantastic movie. John McTiernan, 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 who directed, who's a very versatile Die director. Die Hard, <laughs> Die Hard, Predator, um, Hunt for Red October, Hunt for Red October, The Thomas Crown Affair. I mean, he's a very... Have you ever seen the behind the scenes of what the monster was going to be looking like before? I did. Before? It was very insect-like. Yes. Yes. And you remember when it was, that guy was running around in that orange foam suit, and then John McTiernan was like, <laughs> yeah. we're not doing this. We he do stopped this. production. Well, he's like, this is horrible. Do you know who was playing the guy in the suit, playing mm-hmm. the monster? It was Jean-Claude Van Damme was playing him. He was no actually way. in the suit, and there's pictures of him without the mask on. Wow. You could see his face. So You know who we can yeah. thank for the Predator, though? James it's Cameron. James Cameron, yep. Yep, because they were great. sitting on the plane. He was like, because we kind of <laughs> always wanted to imagine a monster with mandibles, and that got him thinking, and they came up <laughs> yeah. with a completely new concept design. And when you look at it, you're like, it's cool, but how do they eat exactly? I can't Like any other creature with eat. mandibles. <laughs> they like get it, and then they pull it in that They, they turn you into goo, they and they just drink you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding back a joke about Predator. No, it's yeah, not that it kind back. of show. No, so. I know. I know what you're You did on the, what, you did on the podcast. I'm wondering where you're going with this. Talking about monster alien. That's okay. We'll when he and roars, a, hey, oh. an- another day, another uh, movie opened today, 2015, Jurassic World opened today with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, or Dallas Bryce Howard, always mix up her names. We'll do the rest of On This Day in History. I got some birthdays, I got some more national, it's not only National Record Store Day and National Superman Day, it's other national days, not quite as important as those two, but we got all of that coming up, uh, what day in history it is, more birthdays. When we come back, beat down, we got Chance and Alan in here with me, we're having a good time. Podcast Magazine presents The Hot 50 Countdown. Hi, it's Rob Actis, host of the Podcast Magazine Hot 50 Countdown. 
Join me as I count them down from 50 to number one, the top 50 podcasts in the land as determined by you, the podcast fans. From true crime, society and culture, self-help, health and fitness, science, and every podcast category in between. The Hot 50 Countdown is here. And don't forget to vote for BK on the Air as one of your favorite podcasts at podcastmagazine.com. You're listening to BK on the air. This is Mrs. BK, and I'm not listening now because, well, I sleep in every Saturday morning. But I'll catch him later on the BK Escape Pod podcast. Now back to that man of mine, BK on the air. We're back, BK on the air, having a good time. Every, every time I every time I get home from doing a broadcast, this is exactly what Mrs. BK says to me. Or guys, if you ever run into her or whatever and you do from time to time, don't don't bring up that I said it, because just take my word for it. That's what she does. She doesn't need to know anything that I do on there. Plus, you know, she always sleeps in on Saturday because she's, you know, she likes her sleep on Saturday. She doesn't get up early to listen to me. Why should she? She can always hear me on the podcast or on Fistful Radio later. So that's just fine with me. I don't mind. Or if we happen to be saying something bad, that's when our wives tune in. <laughs> yeah. And know this too, Chance, if you're ever on this show and you say something wrong about your fiancé, she will be listening at that moment. Uh, she may never listen at all until that one moment she will be listening. Birthdays today. Let's get back to on this day because i got to knock this out. We're running out of time. Jim Neighbors, golly. golly. Gomer Pyle, American actor, born in uh, uh, on this day in history. He died in 2017, and he's from my home state of Alabama. He's from Sylacauga, Alabama. Andy Griffith saw him at a nightclub in California once and said, that's a funny guy. I want him on my show. And next thing you know, he was on the Andy Griffith show as Gomer. That's the way it happens sometimes. Stardom just falls right in your lap and andy griffith was a great stand-up guy too uh today is anne frank's birthday german dutch mm. uh, uh diary writer victim of the holocaust died in 1945 uh today is brad delp's birthday one of my favorite rock singers that was that was ever in existence he was the lead singer for a long time for boston and uh he uh he took his own life in 2007 mm. uh, hooked uh, hooked his car up carbon monoxide through the house and and just uh, left a note and uh passed away how awful and it was terrible and he had just done an interview on an fm station the day before and i've heard that interview and you wouldn't think anything is wrong with the guy or he's depressed or anything it's kind of like robin williams it's like you yeah. never know what these people are thinking mental illness awareness it's is important terrible yeah it's crazy uh today is jenna lee harrison's birthday american actress she was the uh replacement for suzanne summers on three's company she played chrissy's uh cousin cindy that's right the klutz company the klutz one and you know what's funny is out of all three of those three alternate girls on on uh three's company suzanne summers jenny lee harrison and uh 
Pamela, what was the third girl that played in License to Kill with James Bond? Who am I thinking about that played Terry, the nurse? Why Priscilla Barnes. Priscilla Barnes. Out of all three of those, Jenny Lee Harrison, I think, was the cutest one, in my opinion. I really thought I and liked she, her the She best. went on to do Dallas, too, after she, she left Three's Company. Yeah, that's right. And in the 86, 87 season. We were talking about Dallas the other day, you and yeah. I. Didn't uh, Tina Louise Ginger got killed in Dallas? She got was thrown off the Dallas. top of a Was that the first episode of the building? Season? No, it was in season, season okay. two. Yeah, did you know that Ginger was on Dallas, Allen? I had Louise? no idea until J.R.'s secretary. She wanted so bad to get back into dramatic acting yeah. and because uh, she never really loved Gilligan's Island. I think she's made peace with it since then, though. She didn't like giving interviews about talking about Gilligan's Island, but she does now. It's National Something today, National Record Store Day. If you haven't visited Rock and Shop right down the street from us right here <laughs> at North Wall Street, check them out because they've got uh, collectibles, T-shirts, albums, new albums coming out. That uh, Yeah, stuff's still coming out on vinyl. You didn't know that? Yeah, if you still want some record albums, check them out. They they even have old ones and uh, decals, uh, old, old radio station decals. Was it 96 Rock stuff in there? If you're a big Atlanta fan. I bought that last station. week. You got it while we're in there. Yeah. And see Eddie Bruce down there. He'll take care of you. Yeah. Uh, it's National Red Rose Day today. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> what? what? No, just, Did you forget to buy one? No. Spend some money, Alan. Don't let them know that it is that day. Today is National Jerky Day. There's something else I like enjoying is some jerky. That's the best. Oh, you mean beef? Okay, I thought you just I meant meat. I didn't say jerk. I didn't say jerk. <laughs> hey, we're not supposed to mention Jeffrey Tubin on the jerky, show. <laughs> the jerky, jerky. Uh, the jerky boys. I love the jerky boys. Also, um, that's the only way I've tried, and I may, may, I may not have had just it well prepared by someone, but I've, that's the only way I've had deer meat is jerky deer meat, mm. and it was good. Now I hear otherwise it's kind of gamey tasting. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not into gamey tasting meat, especially when there's good food like beef and chicken. We <laughs> talked about that last week about eating uh, cicadas covered in chocolate. I'm like, I don't really have to eat that stuff if I don't want to. But venison's good. Try it. Oh, I've, I've heard it's prepared properly. That, that it's pork? really good. I'm not a big duck lover either. I don't like duck, and it, I don't. Oh, it's I mean, beef. It was, beef. That's what's for dinner. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's pork though? A the other, the other, the other right. That's right. Yeah. Or it could be your them. baby or your other, other white meat. <laughs> That's right. Get in my belly. Oh. Today is National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. Well, any cookie is a peanut butter cookie if you put peanut butter on it. I can spread peanut butter. You ever take peanut butter and spread it on a chocolate chip cookie? It's actually really good. Try, it Try that out. It's of really, really it good. Is. Uh, and I chocolate found, and peanut butter? And, and I found, and peanut butter and chocolate? The Reese's Peanut Butter No cups? way. It's like you and it's me like on they Saturday. go together. Yeah. What is it I tried? Oh, I saw. You remember the Nutter Butter Peanut Butter Cookies that look mm-hmm. like a big peanut? Yeah. They've released those. Those are great. They've released those covered in chocolate. <laughs> I saw a pack of them last night at a gas station. I'm like, ah, no, it's too late. I can't eat it. Two in the morning. <laughs> I'm not going to eat those right now. So, yeah. So, there, there's a little bit. of And it's National Superman. I, I would do the Christopher Lloyd voice when, he, when the card lights his place on fire. <laughs> when I see that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Admiral Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Admiral Kirk. Like, Wait a minute. I'm going to go back in time and save the whales. That's the wrong movie. It's, it's like the drunk taxi guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was still good as the Klingon guy. He was still good. But oh, like, he was very good. Reverend Jim. They blew up the Enterprise. They did. They, they, they blew up the Enterprise. Hey, well, i got a story here. Let's do this. This is from MeTV. Funny face. He taught us both to wail 
his way. Nobody digs the word we say. That's right. That's what it means. <laughs> Eat up or aha. You remember that? That's from the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the Jet- which Chance reminded me the Jetsons only lasted for one season. I didn't know that. I always thought the Jetsons ran as long as the Flintstones, and it did not. It did not. It's like Top Cat, one uh, season only. Hannah Barbera. And you're going to do that tomorrow for your show, shows that lasted two seasons or less, I think. Yes, for my two-year anniversary of the Nostalgic And we'll, we'll remind everybody before we get off yeah. the air where we can hear you. But this is from MeTV. Though the original Jetsons series, as we said, only lasted one season, it wasted no time creating some of the most memorable moments in 1960s animation. Jet Screamers. Colorful, surreal performance in the second episode, A Date with Jet Screamer, is a great example. And you just heard the song bite, sound bite of the song there. That voice by Jet Screamer, you're way to hear who does the voice. The story revolved around Judy Jetson entering a song contest to win a date. Alan's nodding over there. He remembers yeah. this. Yeah. With rock star Jet Screamer, a Rick Nelson, Ricky Nelson-type teen pop idol who encourages everyone to turn on the anti-gravity floor and do the solar swivel. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Didn't the Flintstones have one, too? Uh, Dash Rip Rock? Wasn't yep. that the rock guy on the Flintstones? Yeah. George hates the idea, George Jetson. He hates the idea, so he substitutes Judy's entry with Elroy's nonsensical secret code little does george know pop music doesn't uh, need real words to be catchy judy wins the contest and jet screamer performs the resulting song which is called eep op orc aha howard morris a year before becoming ernest t bass on the andy griffith show voiced jet screamer morris was (laughs) no stranger to hanna barbera he voiced more than a hundred characters on the flintstones alone there might even be a choice to play a teen heartthrob but jet screamer is no ordinary pop singer the wacky lyrics worked perfectly with morris's wild inflections he did this he did the voice of the werewolf on the groovy ghoulies too good old howard morris and um adamant he was adamant as well. The resulting song that you heard there was hilarious, loving, and extremely catchy send-up of the late 50s and early 60s pop music. Other shows may have staged the performance in a traditional way or not have bothered to use the whole song at all, but not the Jetsons. What starts off as a normal concert with George on the drum, George, that was George Jetson, her dad, playing the drums at the beginning, mm-hmm. turns into a vibrant sequence uh, with floating words and abstract musical visualizations. William, ha- uh, William Hanna and Joseph Barbera wanted something special for this episode, they brought in Robert Bobby Cannon, an Oscar-winning animator, for a knack for the surreal of animating this. Uh, Iwayo Takamoto, also a legendary figure in animation who worked on Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and designed both Scooby-Doo and Astro, wrote in his book, Iwo Takamoto, My Life, with a thousand characters, that Cannon was completely fascinated with movement for its own sake, a fascination that spread into an abstract type of moment. The Jet Screamer sequence in the Jetsons had that stylized but almost abstract design. Some people say it was the first music video on television and they may be right technically they're probably right so there you go little jetsons we'll be back what's so special about an oreo cookie it's a creamy lick and chocolate sensation it's a creamy lick and chocolate sensation there's only one oreo cookie creamy luscious inside real chocolate cookies outside it's a creamy lick and chocolate sensation Oreo cookies from Nabisco. America's cookie jar. For the commercial, friends, when my room becomes soiled, I use Come Clean, the spot remover with the applicator top. 
one dab and it's clean. There, remember, in my court, it's come clean. Now, back to the case. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? We're back. It's BK on the air here. Final segment going up to the top of the hour. See how fast it goes by chance? I told you it goes by really fast. It sure does. I did want to remind and you. how. We talked about uh, you said this, <laughs> this little rascals. And how, brother. Uh, Can't what? get anything past you, man. You can watch the Jeffers, uh, Jeffersons. <laughs> <laughs> it may be on me. It may be on MeTV as well. Hey, it starts with a J. It messed me up. You, I want to remind you, you can see the Jetsons on MeTV Sundays at eleven thirty a.m. every Sunday on uh, MeTV. The Jeffrey, uh, Jeff, Jetsons. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I got to look this Take up. Do they still show the Jeffersons on MeTV? Because darn it, after making that mistake, I want to find out if it's on and tell them when the Jeffersons is on. I know the too. Jeffersons on decades. Oh, is it their on sister decades? It's network? On MeTV? Okay, so it's on Jetsons. Today. I couldn't tell you. Uh, the Jetsons is the Jeffersons, I guess is. Uh, <laughs> guess it's not on there. The Jetfersons. They're both. They're <laughs> both great families. Yes. By the way, they're fantastic. So, uh, I wanted to do this story last week, but I couldn't get to it. But I need to satisfy it today and talk about it. The new Harry Potter store in New York. You saw the story. We'd love. To, I'd love to make a trip there just to check it out. And and we need to take our checkbook with us yes. too, and our credit card or your debit card. I'm sure they'll so. take the even your Apple Pay. I know you want one of the. I know you told me you want one of the actual props from um, from Lord of the Rings, the sword. But since you're not going to get that, and you're probably not going to get an actual wand from Harry Potter, a replica is the next best thing. Yeah, they have great ones at the Universal Store in Orlando and Universal at uh, at the theme park. But this place, I don't know. They probably got a lot more stuff. It gets. Uh, uh, the it's in Harry Potter, New York is a new groundbreaking store. It says wizards and witches may have Diagon Alley or Diagon Alley. Don't say it wrong. <laughs> Diagon Alley. <laughs> but we now have Harry Potter, New York, a new three story, three stories retail experience that houses the largest collection of Harry Potter and Fantastic Beast products under one roof. Uh, from uh, photo opportunities to upcoming virtual reality experiences, they haven't even added yet. Uh, Located at located at 935 Broadway, next to the iconic landmark, the uh, the Flatrion Building, I think they call it. Harry Potter New York is so much more than a normal shopping experiencing experience, offering 15 different themed areas, exclusive products, and interactive elements, all celebrating different facets of the Wizarding World, which we love. I mm-hmm. love the Harry Potter movies. Upon entering Harry Potter New York, visitors will be greeted with a huge floating model of Falcus the Phoenix, created especially for the store, created by <laughs> A team of specialist prop makers over a number of months. Oh, what are you laughing at? It's Fox. Oh, it's Fox. I said it wrong. Sorry. I never heard the name Hello, a lot. Focus. So I'm sorry. <laughs> would, would Do you Fox, like my friend Bigos? Would, 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 would Focus get mad if I called him that? <laughs> he probably would. He'd peck my head off. Like, oh, Do you find it funny, Centurion? Okay. okay. Fox <laughs> weighs over 100 kilograms is just one of the several meticulously detailed homages. <laughs> he can't get it out yeah. of your head now. He has a brother, you know. <laughs> Mary Potter, sorry. Monty Python, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't get that out because that's the funniest part of it's me- so meaning of life. It's a, no, it's uh, uh, Life of Brian. Life of Brian, that's the funniest part of the movie. And that's he's like, my favorite. He's my favorite Monty Python uh, uh, 
member has always been Michael Palin. He's the one that cracks me up the most. Okay, in fact, the shop will be home to hundreds of Wizarding World props with some authentic items featured in the films on display. So maybe, I don't know if they're for sale, but maybe you could get something from the film up there. I'd even take a clapperboard. If I could get a clapperboard from a real film that I loved, I would love it. I couldn't bid high enough to win it. So Now, due to the many glorious details showcased in the store, fans will find several photo opportunities from the Ministry of Magic London-style phone box, well, they got that at Universal in Florida, to an extremely immersive setting where you get to pose inside of one of Hagrid's boots. Okay, that's kind of cool. We're sure that you've never had a photo opportunity like that before. So, yes. To find out more about the uh, the new flagship New York Harry Potter store, go to wizardingworld.com. That's the Harry Potter central for everything Harry Potter, the Wizarding World. I even have the Wizarding World app on my phone, and I know what wand I have. And I know I'm part of <laughs> I, I took the test, and I'm a Hufflepuff. That's it confuses the me with the convention, Wizard World conventions. Yeah, that's, that's a totally <laughs> that's different thing. Similar. Yeah, you're right. It How is, did they get away with naming it that? Yeah, that's crazy. Interesting so, branding. Wizardingworld.com. Calm. So, yeah. Now, I've got another story here, but I don't really have to do this when I'll wait. But Chance brought another thing for us. Last week, he tried out some uh, sponsors' slogans. Like taglines, from yeah. tag, Taglines from sponsor slogans. And you got another one for us today. Which one do you have for us today to do? I like to call this taglines. And this is movie taglines. Oh, in the film. movie posters okay. or in the commercials. Oh, we so, can't do this yeah, one. Taglines. Oh, yeah, taglines. No, so one. I'm going to say the tagline. The you name the movie. Either one of you gentlemen just... Bounty. Blurt out the name of the movie. And there was a movie called The Bounty. This. Starting with okay, this ready. first Sorry. movie. Always bet on black. Always oh. bet on black. Uh, 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 I know that one. I can't think of it. Give? Neither, neither can Alan. In the interest I, of no, time? Not yes. yet. Not yet. Don't give yet. I always bet on black. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I I, I Wesley Snipes. That's a hint. He starred in this movie. All right. Passenger 57. Released oh, okay. November 6, 1992 by that. Warner Brothers. I remember All right. that. Hang on. That's Hang the tagline. On. Hang on. Hang on. It's a, it's a it's a it's a action movie. Hang yes. on. Uh, uh, is it Cliffhanger? Yes. Okay. Slash alone. Try. I love Cliffhanger. Try Star Pictures, on. May twenty eighth, ninety three. All right. Okay. In space, no one can hear you scream. Oh, alien. that's a uh, killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Dragon's Domain, Space nineteen ninety nine episode. That's no, right. it was Very Alien, of course. Right. May twenty fifth, seventy nine. Released by Twentieth Century Fox. Here's another tagline: Be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh, I know that, but why can't I think of it? Be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh my gosh! Is that Poltergeist? No. no. Be afraid. You give. Be very afraid. No, hey, no, no. Don't give yet. Be very afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I gotta check my email. Hold on. That is. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. We give. What is it? It's The Fly, it's the, the remake fly. of The Fly by 20th Cronenberg. Century Fox. Jeff Goldblum. I knew that. Released yes. August 15th, 1986. I hate it when I can't recall things. Here's anymore. the last tagline, and it's the hardest one. Okay. Here's the tagline: The triumph of the human spirit. The triumph of the human spirit. That's, it's that's, not a Star Trek movie. That's no. not a, uh, that's it's not, not science fiction. Jealous, is it? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Chariots of Fire? Nope. I'll give you a hint. Or, yeah, give us a hint. Cannibals. Cannibals. Oh, is this... Uh, triumph of the Human Spirit. What, what was that movie with about the, the party, the, the, the soccer team that crashes on the... Alive? You got it! Alive. Oh, he Alive. got the permission. I got the title. By Touchstone <laughs> Pictures and Cat- Paramount, distributed by, of all things, Disney. Was Kathleen when Kennedy involved in that? Yes, I think Amblin so. Or I'm not somewhere. sure. Okay. Released January 15th, 1993. So I stuck pretty much to the 90s with the right. exception of Alien. Terrible, so. terrible event tagline. for a movie, but it was a true story. But, you know, I found I didn't think the movie was well that well done. It was one of those where I'm like, okay, I know it's a real event, but not all relevant movies are well done movies. Right. I mean, there was a World War II movie they did that I didn't think it was that well done, and it didn't catch my uh, um, my, my my attention that much. And it was called The Great Raid. 
I don't know if you remember it. Never saw it. it. Lou Diamond Phillips was in it, I think. But it was only made just, I don't know, back in the early 2000s. I haven't maybe. thought about him in years. Yeah, Young it Guns? Just wasn't that, it wasn't that great, but it was a, it was a, I hate it when true stories are not that interesting because it really happened to somebody. So, Lou Diamond Phillips. Some wow. of them were really cool. It's a blast and, from the past. And have a lot of meaning. <laughs> so, yeah. Let me close with a story. Awesome. we got to keep doing the uh, the taglines and stuff. you got to keep that up and twist it around sometime. From Fox News, did you hear about the Massachusetts lobster diver surviving being swallowed by a whale? This what? is all over the stories, and now I'm going to do it right here on this show. A commercial lobster diver said he was swallowed whole by a whale off the Massachusetts coast Friday, but made it out alive with only minor inter- injuries following uh, the life and death encounter. Jonah Packard. No, not, don't no, tell I'm me, kidding. Jonah. His name's Michael Packard. I just said that. <laughs> Michael Packard, 56, of Wellfleet, Jonah, Jonah the <laughs> was, was released hours after a Cape Cod hospital following his scary encounter with a hump, humpback whale. He told WBZ-TV that he was 45 feet deep in the waters off Provincetown when the attack occurred. He initially thought the whale was a shark, but realized he was wrong when he didn't feel any teeth or pain. Packard said he <laughs> thinks he was in the whale's mouth for about 30 seconds, probably the longest 30 seconds of his life he was able to breathe because it still had he still had his breathing apparatus on he's mm-hmm. literally was in the mouth of his whale and it closed in an effort to save himself packard said he began shaking the whale's head before the animal surfaced and ejected him in a facebook post <laughs> he said the whale quote spit me out exactly what he said and then he escaped with bruises and no broken bones packard's mate uh, hosea mayo plucked him out of the water and headed back to shore experts told the newspaper that humpback whales are not aggressive animals especially toward humans quote based on what was described this would have had to be a mistake and an accident on the part of the humpback said uh juke robbins director of the humpback whale studies at the center of coastal studies in provincetown so the diver the lobster diver swallowed by the whale he'll have a great story to tell his grandkids in the future admiral there be whales here that's right star trek four that's crazy I mean, I'm glad it wasn't a sh- well. I'm glad it wasn't a shark, but if it was a shark, he wouldn't be able to tell the story. But I, I hate people that go, "Well, you know, uh, sharks don't really like people." I'm like, "Okay, well, that's true." And then, and, and and my wife's a diver, and she's been a dive master for years. And I'm like, uh, "We'll be on the, we'll be at the Gulf Coast at the Gulf of Mexico, wherever we happen to be." I'm like, "Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be any sharks out here today." Like, sharks don't like, uh, they don't like the warm water of the Gulf. I'm like, "Well, there's a whole school of hammerheads at." Pensacola day uh, this week they saw them on camera and I'm like well they, how do you explain this then no, they, they didn't attack anybody don't like hot water they didn't but... attack anybody but, but I don't think sharks are that prevalent in the area but they oh, do yeah. show up there's sharks everywhere you are swimming in their menu out there you <laughs> are on the menu whether you like or not but tell the, uh, 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 sharks don't like humans I'm like well tell that one to the one that got got a hold of this guy then well you see they always let him go I'm like yeah but sometimes they don't <laughs> sometimes they yeah the, pro- the problem is, really is when they've sampled you and go I'm not interested you still got like 75 you know in <laughs> Decisions everywhere and, and, and maimed. You're, and you're, and you're, you're missing a limb. all this blood everywhere. They right. like the blood. That's hey, the problem, too. Hey, so. you don't like me, but you didn't have to nick the artery, did, did you? you? <laughs> Couldn't you just bump, bit me on the little toe or something? That would have been great. And pl- Oh, I, I eat a lot of fat and <laughs> cholesterol. So do you like that or do you not they like that? They just want a little snack. Okay. A little snack. Like, appetizer. Oh, we're, we're sure, too much, you are appetizer. not healthy for me. We're, we're too much like <laughs> seals flopping around in the in the water. So, yeah. So National, National Superman Day today. Right quick, I think that Superman, the movie, at least for me, 
And Superman's always been one of my favorite superheroes. He's my favorite superhero with DC Comics, by the way. And there's a difference. People don't know it. you got DC and Marvel. There's two different comic caps to, camps to the people that don't know that. But Superman, for me, was always that great quintessential hero. Loved him growing up. Loved the adventures of Superman with George Reeves, the original show. Loved the Max Fleischer cartoons that came out in the theater in the 40s. They were fantastic. Loved the 60s filmation cartoon. Loved the Superman the Animated Series by Bruce Timm on Warner Brothers. All And, and Christopher Reeve, he was my Superman Great character. I know you like Superman as well. You like kind of like the Man of Steel that came out, didn't you? With the with no. Warner Brothers, it was, it was better than some of the other DC stuff right. that came out. No, shout out to Dean Kane. I'm kidding. Yeah. Dean Kane. My guy would have been oh, Batman, but I did Ralph. like Christopher Reeve as my favorite. Christopher Superman. Reeve is great. Superman. Me Kane on the air. We'll see everybody on the podcast and fistfulofradio.com. So long, farewell. I'll be just saying good night. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. Everybody quiet down now and get some sleep. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy. Good night, children. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, John Boy. <laughs>